Yo, yo, what's going on? Welcome back, Scott Sports Network. My name's Scott. We're back. Scott Scoop, number nine. And today we have a bit of a jam-packed show once again because the sports world just does not stop turning. Um, the lead today is the Urban Meyer hire by um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is just a dumpster fire. Um, no amount of Trevor Lawrence, I think, can really save this organization. I think their um, their management from the ownership perspective is poor, to say the least. And the fact that they are going to sign um, Trent Baalke as their GM as well, um, when that guy should really not be given any more chances in the league, considering the um, just the devastation that he left the 49ers with after his firing. Um, there, I mean, I don't think, I don't see the vision here. I don't see any sort of execution or game plan or path forward to a successful organization within this, this Jaguars team. Um, I don't know if Lawrence can drag a team that obviously is so deficient in so many different areas. And I wouldn't trust bulky with, um, your plethora of picks this year. I mean, you have 11 picks, including, um, two on day one and two second rounders as well. So I don't trust this organization at all to make the correct decisions in order to bring the Jaguars back to um, the AFC championship game, really, which was what they were in, what was it, three years ago or something like that? Um, Urban Meyer is not a head coach in the NFL. That's not a good hire at all. He doesn't bring any sort of offensive or defensive scheme with him. Um, and in this league, you really need an offensive coach to thrive. I saw an awesome tweet by um, Marcus Whitman on Twitter, um, who's one of the best football follows on Twitter. And basically it laid out that six of the eight remaining head coaches in the playoffs are offensively oriented. And the other ones are Sean McDermott, who has Brian Dabble, who's one of the... Um, most coveted uh, head coaching prospects uh, as his offensive coordinator, and he's going to be a head coach this upcoming year. Um, I'm pretty thoroughly convinced of that. And then you have Baltimore with Greg Roman, and his system is so fit and designed to just be um, within that system. It's the only real place where that system would work. Um and if you are a defensively minded or a kind of just overarching head coach where you're a culture setter, you better be damn good at it because you need to be if you want to win this league. Look at the um, the top ones in the league are probably Belichick and Zimmer, and you might want to throw Tomlin in there. Um, McDermott is in that conversation as well. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple of them, but like, if you want to be, um, I'll put, throw John Harbaugh in there too. Um, if you want to be in that, like, um, mold, basically you better be the best of the best because those guys have been considered some of the best of the best for a while now. Um, and I just think the margin for error with selecting someone like that, you have to go with an offensively minded guy. Um, because that's where the upside play is and that's how you get to really contention. Um, as I said, six of the eight head coaches remaining are offensively oriented. So take a chance on, 
um, your Dabble, your Arthur Smith, um, even a guy like Mike LaFleur, uh, Matt's younger brother, who is probably going to be on Robert Sala's staff as his offensive coordinator and running his offense wherever he ends up. Um, but I do not like the Urban Meyer hire at all, and it is very Jacksonville of them. Um, running through the NBA slate from last night, um, just some standouts. The Kings can't defend anyone, and they are just a freaking sieve on that end. Um, they shot the lights out of the ball and played just about as well as you could have on offense, um, shooting 50% from three on making 19 of them. Um, but they still lost 126 to 132 to the Blazers. Dame had 40. Um, enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luca was cooking last night. Um, he had 34, 13, and 9 against the Hornets in their victory. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker had a bit of a breakout game. I think he should get a few more minutes. Um, just considering his upside, um, I might even think about replacing some of Alonzo's minutes with him, um, but he had 38 and, uh, sorry, 37 points, eight rebounds, but it wasn't enough to beat the Clippers, who were led by Kawhi, who had uh, 28, 6, and 9, and Paul George, who had 27, 6, and 6, um, so the Clippers improved to 8 and 4, um, they look pretty good now, but I just, it seems like fool's gold, because everything seems like fool's gold at this point, considering um, last season was that team. Um, the Lakers are just quietly rolling quietly off to a 10 and three start. Uh, they're seven and zero on the road as well, which is a bit impressive considering, um, just the travel. I know there's no fans and I know that the home road advantage is like minimized, but I think that's significant at some point. LeBron had 26, six and seven, um, in their victory over OKC last night. Um, in 27 minutes, I mean, they kind of just rolled them, and that's what OKC is looking to do. That's what uh, <laughs> the Lakers are looking to do. It's kind of a handshake agreement. Okay, we'll get killed, and that's fine. Um, everyone just goes their own ways. So um, I want to get into this, shift to this. Um, the narrative that um, Brooklyn can't defend anyone or that um, they can't make the finals because of their defense, or they can't make it out of the East because of their defense, it won't be successful because of their defense, um, it's just bogus, um, look at all of, or a lot of, like, the title favorites, or the people that go far in the playoffs, and they're all, like, offensively oriented, offense dominates the league, and you have, um, three of arguably the top ten, or, I don't know if you want to say, like, top five-ish, um, creators and on ball like go get me a bucket guys in the league um their their talent is just ridiculous and the fact that you can have two of those guys on the floor at any point is just absurd um and I think there's plenty of options for them to still go out and um make different signings here and there they have three open roster spots now and they have um two 5.7 million dollar um exceptions that they can use uh, the first being the tax mid-level exception and the second being the injury exception that they were um, given from the Spencer Dinwiddie injury. Um, so with that, you can go sign a guy like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who I'm sure would love to come back to the Nets. Um, you can sign a guy like Dwayne Denman to fill that backup big role, um, who from first-hand experience in Sacramento, um, he is awful, but 
he might be able to. That was just a funky, weird year. Um, but things can change, obviously. Um, things change quicker in the NBA than they do in arguably any other league. But um, right now, for me, the Lakers and Brooklyn are like two clear favorites. I think they're in a tier of their own within their each one of their conferences. And I don't see anyone that's going to be able to stop a lineup of Irving, Durant, Harden, Joe Harris, and th- throw whoever you want at that fifth spot. You can throw Bruce Brown in there. You can throw Landry Shamit in there. Um, I guess you can throw DeAndre Jordan in there. Um, they have a lot of options. You can throw Jeff Green in there as well. It's that, um, that five, but it's going to be interesting to see because I like the East is not good enough to stop a guy, stop a team like that. I don't think, I don't see anyone who's going to be able to do so. Um, not a Miami, not a Boston, not a Bucks. I, I don't see, I don't see a team that's going to be able to do it. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, I, I, I'm just going to say the Lakers and Brooklyn are like in the tier of their own for me right now. Um, there's a lot of good NBA games on tonight. Uh, just chronologically, you have Miami versus Philly. I think Charlotte versus Toronto is an interesting game, funnily enough, considering that Charlotte has a winning record and Toronto is way down. They're 2-8 and eight right now. Um, Houston versus San Antonio. I don't know if Oladipo is going to be cleared for that game, um, but it would be cool to see the new look Rockets because I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Indiana versus Portland is also a fun game. And finally, Golden State versus Denver is going to be on TNT. So that's going to be a fun game to watch considering Denver does not want to fall to five and seven. Um, with that being said, I'll see you tomorrow. As always, remember to hype up your friends. Tell your mom you love them. I love you dearly, mom. And enjoy the day because it looks like it's going to be an excellent one. Peace. Thank you.